Good day, everyone, and welcome to Pulse Podcast. I'm your host, Sergio, and with me now, as always, is... Hey, what's up? I'm AJ. All right. Don't worry about Ricky. Ricky's still around. Ricky's a little bit busy right now filming a movie with Kevin Nash. We'll put the link up so that you can go and uh, crowdfund that one for them. So this is a new sound, a new look for Pulse Podcast. Uh, AJ is going to be joining me from here and out, ugh, here and out now. Um, so tell them a little bit about yourself, AJ. Uh, what's up? My name is AJ. I come from this little town called Dublin. It's basically the suburbs. Uh, I love sports, Bay Area sports specifically. So a uh, huge Raider fan. Um, Raider huge, Nation. I love the Raiders, but, you know, support the Niners. I love the Giants. I support the A's. Uh, Sharks, Warriors, uh, Quakes fan. And, you know, I give it up. To Stanford and Cal, but I'm not a huge college guy. I uh, love all kinds of music. Most favorite is K-pop, but I also listen to a lot of rock, a lot of uh, top 40s, stuff like that. Um, huge wrestling fan, and you know, I'm kind of just all over the place. I'm not necessarily uh, uh, someone that's big on one area. I like to consider myself more of a jack of all trades. Right, right. And uh, we want to let everybody know what the new PulsePodcast.com is going to be like. We're going to go in depth on all the stuff that well we care about that we hope that you will also learn to care about as well we're going to talk about movies tv comics uh anime sports uh what else aj we're going to talk about just about everything right just pretty much everything yeah whatever the world's got to offer yes and um we're gonna have a lot of fun with it too if you want to get involved all you got to do is head over to our facebook page we got pulse podcast on facebook and Join up with us, and you know maybe we can find something for you to do. Who knows? So uh, let's see here. Where should we begin? Um, it's a beautiful Sunday. It is a beautiful Sunday. It is football Sunday. Yes, it is. Very first week of football. Very exciting. And um, man, it's already been a, some amazing games today. Exactly. And in fact, we also had a very great game on Thursday. Um, yes. We had the Super Bowl rematch, and that ended up. Ending up just like the Super Bowl, where the Broncos won, regardless of losing their huge leader and Peyton Manning. That was really cool um, to see that the defense can still operate and that you know the offense is. It, it's not what it used to be, but it's it's still there. You know, absolutely. And the other thing that I looked towards was um, there was a problem in that game too. Cam Newton got hit quite a few times. Exactly. I mean, like if you've seen that movie Concussion, I mean. You know, that leads to, to bad stuff. I mean, you take helmet to helmet, you know, one helmet to helmet can really mess you up. But, I mean, you took, like, probably five or six of them, and well, I, I think only, like, one or two of them got called, right? I mean... Uh, no, I think it was five and none got called. Yeah, I mean, he he, he got screwed over in that game. I mean, to to Cam's uncredit... He's definitely, uh, he's definitely, you know, not trying to dive. You know, he's a runner. But still, right. I mean, that stuff should be called. But regardless, even if refs miss calls, when it comes to the clutch time, you know, they miss the field goal, and the Panthers still showing that they're second place. What's your, what's your feeling about um, the controversy on the national anthem? National anthem, uh, I feel like anyone is allowed to uh, just say, you know, they can do whatever they want. I know a lot of people are against that, and they think that, you know, people in the armed forces, they fight for, you know, that flag and whatever. Right. But I feel like, you know, they fight for our rights to do whatever, 
You know, they're not. Dare I say they fight for our right to party? Exactly. Because you got to fight. But, you know, it's just like, they just, they should just be allowed to be themselves. And, you know, if that's how they be themselves, then that's it, you know? It's not against the law. It's not against, it's just like, you know, I mean, if someone practices Christianity or someone practices um, being a Muslim, you know? Right. You know, people might not agree with it, but it shouldn't be looked so down upon, you know? Let people be people. I agree with that. I, I could definitely agree with that. And the other thing I was looking towards was, um, you know, my personal feeling on it is that you should, by all means, you know, protest whatever it is you want to protest. It's within our constitutional right to do so. Personally speaking, I just feel like maybe we should not use the national anthem or our flag as the means in which to carry out said protest. You know, I mean, yeah, he got, got everybody talking, got everyone, you know, I, I'm not disagreeing with what he's trying to do, which is bring you know attention to social injustice. I just feel like as an athlete of his caliber, you know, referring to Colin Kaepernick, of course, who started all this, and that's you know you got to think bigger picture, you know, and how people are going to perceive that, you know, ten years, fifteen years, twenty years from now, um, not even just your immediate impact, like the guy from the Denver Broncos who uh, kneeled and he lost his endorsement with the bank the following the same night you know so i just feel like if you're going to do something like that you might want to watch your money a little bit there first but if money isn't an issue and you want to go the social injustice route then you know more power to you right and you know something that i feel is important to say too is that you know a lot of people are going to say oh he shouldn't have done it with the national anthem or he shouldn't have done it with the flag like you did but at the same time because he did that it gained so much attention and so now his actions outside of it are gaining more attention whereas right. you know if he was like okay you know i'm just going to donate to causes honestly who's going to notice those causes that he donates to not you know no one's going to notice that but if he does this first all the attention is on him and then everyone sees that he's donating a million dollars away right now all of a sudden it's a different story and so it was a risk, and yeah, maybe it wasn't necessarily, you know, the most <clears throat> poetic justice move or the right move morally, right, but right. it got the attention. And now people see, oh, he's doing other things. And, you know, it, it may have just been a publicity stunt or whatever, but that's what's dragging them in so they can see what is really going on, what's really helping the cause. And people around the NFL are helping people notice the problem. Right. It's going to be an interesting thing to see going forward, but um, you know, I'm happy that football season's back, and we've got uh, hockey season on the horizon and basketball season on the horizon. So I'm definitely looking. I'm looking forward to the Warriors games this year because they are going to be some interesting games out in Oakland. Exactly. Let me tell you that I, I was just talking about this recently, where you know I'm a huge baseball fan, but the months before football, basketball, and hockey are back, where it's simply baseball and soccer are just so torturing because, you know, I can go to a Giants game or I can go to an A's game and I'll love it, but it's nothing like a football game, nothing like a basketball game or even a hockey game. Yeah, because because all three of those sports bring excitement. It's something that baseball and soccer to some degree, at least not in America, soccer does not bring that level of excitement that it does 
in other countries. Like if certainly, we, if we were in you know England, then soccer would be lit. Boy, we would be out there drinking and partying and punching people. You know, shout out, shout out to all my uh, Eastern European soccer fans or football <laughs> fans. You know, I have to say though that I did go uh, recently to an earthquakes game, and I got to stand with all the people that like drum and hold the flags and everything and they actually had extra flags for my friend and I and we got to wave the flags and be a part of the crew yeah I have to say experience is 30 times more memorable when you're in that you know crazy all-out wave the flags right do the chants you know I mean we were doing the Atlanta Braves chant where you oh 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 and we're like doing tomahawks and we're like yelling a bunch of things in Spanish I don't even know what I said but I was saying it with them because, you know, it was just so uplifting. So, you know, a lot of people, I know I used to think that soccer was my least favorite sport. But when you go to an event, especially when you're in the mix like that, it's definitely worthwhile. Right, right. No, that makes sense. And uh, let's see here. What else we got going on? Let's, uh, today is WWE Backlash. Yes. That, that kicks off in just a little bit. So uh, let me break down the, the card here and let's, let's, let's look at who we got fighting tonight and uh do we want to talk about the big dog right away the championship match or do you want to start with the undercard uh let's start with the undercard and then we'll move up to the to the big match here let's bring this up here so uh um how about that kevin owens swerve win on monday night raw two weeks ago i i can't even explain how in love with that i am i mean you know you take a guy like kevin owens someone that doesn't look like he should be a champion, right? But he puts in the work, and, you know, he's one of those people that you can see. He puts in the work, and he, it's not just wrestling, but his talking, and he truly deserves it because he's in there, and he's just putting in, and you can see just, like, the fire in his eyes when he won, and, like, even the moment when Triple H went for the pedigree and he just looked at Kevin Owens, you could just right. see, like, the utter shock in his face. Whether he knew it or not, we'll never know. But what from what he, I understand, he he was on Talk as Jericho uh, the other day, and he said that he found out three hours before when Triple H pulled him aside and told him that you're going to get the strap tonight. Well, yeah, but still, you know, I think the reality still set in at that moment. You know, I mean, it's one thing to know you're going to win, but like for it to be happening right in front of you, you could see the joy in his eyes and the the uh, almost disbelief. That he right. had made it. No, absolutely. And it was insane. Um, I saw a picture of uh, him showing the title to Finn Balor over FaceTime. Yeah. I love that picture. It was, it's just so great, you know, to see these guys come up from the developmental program. And, you know, WWE is giving them a shot. They're not, sh they're showing they're not just a one-trick pony, you know. They're not just pushing one thing down our throats. They're saying, you know what, we believe in these guys, too. Right. All right, let's go over the match card here. All right, we have the Hype Bros versus the Usos, who also had a very surprise heel turn of their own on Tuesday night during SmackDown Live when they attacked American Alpha and Chad Gable and Jason Jordan. And I got to say, first of all, like, that kick to the back of Chad Gable's knee looked friggin' insane. Yeah. Oh, and it yeah. sounded nasty, too. 
And I mean, I know it's a work, but man, that still sounded nasty. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, what's your what's your theory on this match? Uh, you know, I'm a I love the hype bros. You know, I love the gimmick, but it's just you we know you gotta hype. go. We stay hype. <laughs> you gotta go with the Usos, the the hot heel team, right? You know, I mean, especially you know you've got the disrespect going on. So obviously, when if the Usos win, which is my theory. They go in there against Rhino and Slater, right? And then you just everyone's gonna be pulling for Rhino and Slater. Not that they aren't already. Because I'm gonna call Jason Jordan getting in, in a little interference and costing the Usos the titles. I could see that. I could certainly see that. That uh, would be really cool, especially. I mean, Rhino and Slater. It's so crazy how hot Slater is by not being drafted. Yeah. It. I. You know. I was. I was recently talking about this because you know they had that whole gimmick. And they were like, oh, man, his contract might expire. This is the best thing that could happen to him. Because people, even though, you know, people acted like they don't like him, you can't help but like the guy. Just because right. he has such a persona, you know? And, I mean, and you can see that he really wants it. Yeah. But you got to admit, it does kind of remind me of a certain gimmick that happened towards the end of the Attitude Era with a certain Jamie Noble yeah, <laughs> in Nidia. Oh man, you know, throwing it back a little bit there. Never for, forget J and J Security. Yes, I never saw them again after Lesnar. Uh. <laughs> um, let's see here. So yeah, so I'm picking Heath Slater and Rhino to to capture the titles. Me too. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Then we have the first ever SmackDown Women's Championship six pack challenge. I'm interested about the six-pack challenge, although I'm a little bit bummed that they're not doing it in the traditional six-pack challenge method, which is, you know, if you get the, wasn't it originally, like, if you got the pin, you were the champion until somebody pinned you or someone else, like, whoever the the person who was holding the title at the end of the time period was, ended up as the permanent champion. Right, yeah, that was definitely, uh, that was definitely a stipulation, but, you know, WWE always changes yeah. it up over time. Because I believe this one's now an elimination, a six-pack elimination. Yeah, which, I, you know, I mean, I'm totally fine with that I think as it well. comes down to Carmella and Nikki Bella as the final two. Yeah, Carmella and Nikki Bella. Um, you know, I think I think uh, just because she's the underdog, I'm, I kind of see, I can kind of see Becky, go Becky Lynch, Lynch in there. I knew you were going to go Lynch. Yeah, just because, you know, she's... She is just fire. You know what I mean? But love so, you some Becky Lynch, though, AJ. I, I love the hair and the entrance. You know, I think her, I mean, out of all the, out of the four horsewomen, I love Becky's entrance the most. I love Bailey's. I love Sasha's and I Charlotte's. I think Becky but. looks, when she comes out sometimes, though, like, she looks like Gadget from Rescue Rangers. <laughs> she looks like um, this card from Magic. Her name is Chandra. And it's, it's literally Becky Lynch's face. But instead of her orange hair, it's fire. Okay, it's, it's the same thing. But you know, I'm just gonna roof, I'm gonna say the underdog so, here. So you're going with Becky Lynch? Yeah. And I'm if gonna, Becky Lynch doesn't win, I'm gonna take uh, Nikki Bella. I yeah. think that Nikki Bella gets the strap because of you know her story. You know, lover or hater, her story is a really good one. You know, and she's proven something to not just herself but to the WWE universe. I think in some ways by saying, "Hey, everyone." basically made my career a joke you know said that i'm just, i can't wrestle said this said that she went through a really nasty surgery yeah and she bounced back from that like john cena status where she came back in under a year like under six months like or seven months of you know post she had surgery what february like like 
January, February. Yeah, I right it was. after she dropped the title to Charlotte. No, it wasn't after she dropped the title. That was last year at Night of Champions. She dropped the title to Charlotte. She dropped the title. She was out on the. She was on the shelf with the injury. They thought that you know eight weeks off would help. Then around January, oh. around the Rumble, she was. They were going to see if she was ready to come back, and they were like, "Nope, you need surgery." So then they sent her in for surgery. Man. Yeah, but you know, it's good, great that she is back. I I also agree with you that the story. Because if you remember, she came out at um, Mania mm-hmm. in in Dallas, and she was wearing the neck brace. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I mean, like you said, I think she and she has the good thing is she has the credibility. So if she does become champ, she has the credibility as the longest reigning. You know, mm-hmm. and I feel like it's it would obviously amplify this new title. Uh, also, I love her. You know, I, I know the rack attack has to go, but her I new, love her new swinging, yeah swinging neck breaker. Exactly, it's like um, it's like a flapjack. Yeah, no, it's nice. It's it's a, it's a nice uh, finisher. I don't see much from Alexa Bliss. I, I I like Alexa. I just don't. I don't. I haven't bought her gimmick yet. I just I love her, but I haven't bought her gimmick. I like the Sparkle Bliss version of her that mm-hmm. she used to do. Yeah, I mean I, I agree with you too. Alexa just needs a, a good gimmick. I think I think Naomi's she's new gimmick is sick. I like her gimmick. She might be the dark horse because you know she's kept she keeps she keeps towing the company line. You know she's been there. She's yeah. a good worker. Yeah, she's a highly underrated worker. Um, Natalia is another one that could be. A dark horse because again you're talking about someone who's consistently towed the company line done everything that's been asked of them you know and I know the company tends to reward those types of things so we'll see what happens in the in, you know tonight with that but I'm still going to take Nikki Bella you're taking Becky Lynch so yep. next week when we record we'll talk about who was right who was wrong <laughs> uh, let's see here what else we have we have Randy Orton versus Bray Wyatt, but according to sources, this match may not happen because Randy Orton apparently is injured again. Are we maybe seeing the last of Randy Orton here? I'm really hoping not. You know, I mean, he's definitely getting up there in age, um, and I don't think he has the same recovery rate as Cena does. Uh, I, I think they they definitely have different timetables when it comes to that kind of stuff. But uh, I, you know. We don't exactly know what the injury is. I mean, mm-hmm. it could have been something as simple as, you know, he tripped off a curb and, you know, he just twisted his ankle and he right. gets a week off, you know. So, right now... He might, it might just be like they have the match, but Bray gets the quick win. Bray needs the win, I yeah. think. Bray, Bray gets the win. Bray needs the win. So, if they have the match, I think Bray takes the win. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, I, you know, especially because, you know, Bray has been doing a whole lot of nothing, you know. And, honestly, yeah. it like, he... I feel like he needs to, like maybe maybe not necessarily next pay per view, but I feel like he needs to get a push soon, you know, to towards the championship eventually because he needs he needs something. I mean, he lost he lost you know his members of his family, you know. Right. I mean, like, what is he doing? Well, now? doesn't he still have Rowan and? and but um, he like he left Rowan. He he left Rowan. Uh, during that tag match. That's right. That's so, right. I mean, I'm. I don't know if there's going to be a feud between them. I really hope not. Because uh, maybe I, once uh, uh, the other Harper comes, Harper back, comes yeah. back, we might see something like that. Uh, here's one that's going to be probably near and dear to your heart in some ways. 
The Miz versus Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. The IC title. Um, Two people I really like. You know, I'm going to go out on the limb here and say something that uh, I think they're setting Miz up for a character change. Yeah. Uh, I think we're going to see a much more aggressive, much more fighting Miz coming up here. Um, I think that, and he deserves it. I think he definitely deserves that 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 shout, that that change in of the guard for him. You know where he's going to move to a more um, aggressive fighter form. Um, you know, especially with all the talk of him being. Uh, a coward and running away. I yeah. Think, I think we're definitely going to get a much stronger version of Miz coming forward. Um, I think that he needs it, though. Me too. I, I think that, um, you know, I mean, it, it was good. The, the good thing about this Hollywood gimmick of his is that people hated him. And, you know, as a heel, that's what you want. You want people to hate you. And people all hated Miz. But the thing is, like... People just never notice that Miz is really just a solid... He's always been a solid guy for the company. Like he said, he's always he's always been there. He, like, never gets injured. And that promo he cut on D-Bry oh was, was, was the nastiest the promo. on that promo was off the chain. I mean, that was, that was the latest pipe bomb, you know? Yeah. It's been a minute since there's been a pipe bomb, but that was it. And that was... That you know, I mean, like that I, was one where you want to. If you're a superstar in training, you want to put that one down. I was watching my, that, and I was like, I was like, oh my goodness! I was like, I was like, either Miz is really mad at him, or Miz is a really good actor. Exactly, and you know, I mean, it was one of those times too where you just can't tell. Right, and and I'm loving that they're adding more of that into into the WWE as a whole. They're adding more unpredictability, un, more uh, surprises. Yeah. I, you know, um, I think that I think that Miz takes it. I love Ziggler, you know, but I just feel like Miz just right now he's he's on a roll, especially yeah. just after you know he can't I cut that Miz promo retains. and lose. He's got to win, you know. I feel like him and Debray can have something where Daniel just keeps throwing people at him, and Miz yep. just keeps proving you know the crowd wrong. Everyone's gonna doubt him, and then he's just gonna shut them all down. Even if like you know they put him against. Some big strong face, you know. Let's just say face Kane, for example. I don't want to really see that match, but I'm just saying. Nobody wants to see that match. I think what they need to do is they need to elevate uh, somebody up to his level. I think that. I mean, you look at the rookies that SmackDown Live has, and you know it's not as strong as Raw's. No, not even close. Yeah. You know. Um, I think they need to do something in the near future to change that, to remedy certain things, because it, SmackDown Live doesn't seem to have the talent pool. I mean, they drafted John Cena. They drafted Randy Orton. Let's say Randy Orton's on the shelf. John Cena's MIA, which we'll get to that in just a minute. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what's, you know, what is going to draw for, for SmackDown Live at that point? Exactly. I mean, right now they're pretty much just rolling on Dean Ambrose. And AJ, you know. And that brings us to our main event. Mm-hmm. Dean Ambrose versus AJ Styles. Now, 
I have to admit, I cannot for the life of me pick a winner in this match because it can easily go either way. You know, I I actually am going to go with AJ on this one. I feel like Dean did a great job of being the person who emerged from the shield victorious. I feel like he was the right choice. So that way, uh, you know, Rollins has something to chase after. Roman has something to chase for. But Dean is the guy. You know, I always felt like Rollins and Roman, they always showed them as the strongest. But when they came out of that triple threat and Dean came out, he was the strongest, right? So I feel like they did a great job of making him a big guy. But now I think it is time for him to fork it over. I think AJ, you know, AJ has been, you know, he beat Cena. I feel like beating Cena is... And he beat him clean, which yeah. is even more impressive. No help from the club, no low blows, you know, no chair shots, that no nothing. That was a phenomenal match, too. He, it, my match of the year so far. It was, it was great. But I feel like, you know, it's time for AJ to take over, have a nice, good heel be champ. You know, Dean can chase after him. He'll be that face that everybody likes because, you know, that's what Dean does. Then you can have the other faces come in, let's say um, Ziggler and... Who else? Who else is a face on? Apollo um, Cruz. Apollo Cruz. Um, Randy, if he's healthy, and, and if then he's ultimately, after Mister Mia comes back, do you think John Cena gets that elusive sixteenth title, or do they keep that strap off of him to maintain Ric Flair's record? I think he he'll get it. Ultimately, he'll get it. Um, and you know, in fact, I think he can even obtain it from AJ. Because I think something, something that they can even do is, you know, AJ gets it. He beats all, you know, all competition, and he's like, no one can beat me. And then Cena comes back, and he challenges, and then we'd have another amazing match because those two together they tear the house down. I have a, I have a theory. I'm gonna pass by you real quick, and I'm gonna see what you think about this. Let's hear it. I keep SummerSlam. I keep going back to SummerSlam. Cena leaving the Never Give Up armband in the ring. What if Cena returns heel essentially and we have a new formation of the NWO with Cena in the Hollywood Hulk Hogan position? Uh, see, like a want, I want to believe that they do something like that because I think I think a double turn would be something really cool to do, too, where it's like, you know, AJ turns good, and then Cena comes back bad, and then I, he just, you know, he does the whole thing. He goes, you know, John, I've changed my ways, blah, 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 and then, you know, Cena beats him up and whatever, and then, you know, let's say the next week, AJ's like, you know, I have changed my ways, John, but that doesn't mean I'm still not loving beating up John Cena. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, I mean, like the way I see it going down, in my view, is and, and I'm looking at the writing on the wall. This is what I'm looking at. I'm looking at how much emphasis they've put on on the new generation. On, you know, the new era. And um, how much, you know, these older guys are, you know, you got your, your Ortons, your Cena's, your Jerichos, all these guys are being now swept away by these new cats. And 
I'm wondering if we're going to get an NWO essentially that's going to form out of these older cats that are, you know, sitting back and going, hey, you know, because like who who do we have? Who do I think would join Cena in this in this endeavor? Um, the Dudley Boys, after being eliminated by the club, mm-hmm. something's got to come out of that because the club is still talking to this day, Gallus and Anderson about how they took the Dudley Boys out. Yeah, right. Um, even on some level, New Day, you know, could could be forming with that because you know it's not like Kofi and and um, uh, Xavier. Xavier and um, Big, e. Big E are exactly young spry chickens. You know, they're 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 kind of up there, especially Kofi. He's definitely up there. He's towed that company line for a long time. Yeah, he is. Um, he actually, uh, I don't know if you know this, but over the past ten years, I think it, it, it was something like ten years. He's had the tag team titles for like two years or something like that. Out of the past ten years, with I believe it. A bunch of different, you know, tag partners, whether it was, you know, Air Boom or R-Truth or New Day, you know. I mean, he's had so much so much success in that tag, you know, mid-card range. So, um, I'm going to I'm gonna go ahead and I'm going to, you know, since you're taking AJ, I'm just going to take Dean because I, I, don't, I can't pick one or the other. So, I'll, I'll just take the opposite of what you're taking, you know, just you to go. say one of us will be right on that one. That's fair. Um, uh, Another interesting thing to talk about, a little fight happened last night. Yes, yes. Um, Mr. Cult of Personality himself, CM Punk, stepped into the octagon for the first time and got his ass handed to him. Yeah, he... Mickey Gall put on a clinic and tapped him out two minutes into the first round. He landed about three WWE punches, and that was about it. I give CM Punk all the credit in the world. He he had the guts to step in there. He had the guts to train to do it. He wanted to do it, and he he proved to the world that if you put your mind to something, you can absolutely do something that you believe in, something that you want to do. But what is next for CM Punk? Because uh, according to Dana White this morning, you know if he has another fight, uh, it shouldn't be in the UFC. Well. Something that I think should be brought up is Brock. Brock did not win his first UFC fight. Brock also tapped out in his first UFC fight. Frank Mir. So I don't think that just because Punk lost, he has to leave UFC. I think it's totally fine. You know, he's just got to train and he's just got to... He's been training for two years, man. He has been training for two years. But there's a difference between training and going into your first fight and training and knowing what goes on. But you also got to look at Punk's age, you know. That is a age, different thing, too. His age versus Brock's age at the time that he went into the UFC. Also, and, and you know, and I hate to, you know, to be, you know, cherry-picking here, but, I mean, Brock Lesnar is a genetic freak. You know, Brock Lesnar is, he is a uh, amateur wrestling champion. He is... You know, uh, you know he's got great takedown ability. His strikes are insane. Right. Brock always had and always will have the larger upside as a USC fighter versus, you know, you know, being a WWE superstar. Right. Right. 
CM Punk is what he's almost forty or over forty. Yeah, he's thirty-seven. He's thirty-seven. So you have a thirty-seven-year-old who has got good uh, Muay Thai skills and uh, I believe Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. You know, he's definitely good on Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. But is he is he at the level of of some of these guys that are in the ring? Hell no, and he never will be. There's no way that he'll he'll be at that. He'll he's not UFC level. You know, you're you're looking at. The difference between um, TNA and WWE, you know, mm-hmm. you know, even if you look at that, you know, let's take TNA to WWE. You still have to go through NXT to get to WWE, unless you're really phenomenal, you know, a la AJ Styles. But um, you know, he needs to go to maybe a uh, smaller organization. Um, but if I'm CM Punk, you know, I, I walk away knowing that I lived my dream and that this isn't, this isn't what's best for me, for my family going forward. What he needs to do is either go to Ring of Honor, New Japan, maybe just come back home to the WWE, you know, uh, you know, repair the bridge, so to speak. And come back and have some great matches with some of these guys that are that are there. You got your Samoa Joes, you got your uh, AJ Styles. You have you know you have these guys that he can have like five ten star matches with. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, especially you know you pair him up with Sami Zayn, you throw him in there with Finn Balor. I mean, like you could have some great great matches with these guys. So uh, I, mean, I think he's it, had great matches with Samoa Joe. I know. Yeah. I mean, and, you know. It, it, it that would it's easier said than done though you know yeah. I mean like you, Punk is a very hard headed guy he's very stubborn that's an and, understatement you know he he believes in himself so I don't think we've seen the last of him in uh, in an MMA form of brain whether okay. they let him back in UFC or not I don't know but I think he will definitely fight again just I mean Brock fought an MMA fight before his UFC fight. Right. And so, I mean, Punk could do that and then maybe return to the octagon. Like I said, I don't know uh, what what's in the future, but I think that before he steps into the squared circle again, if he does, he'll be in the octagon at least one more time. And let's switch gears here. Let's see here. We As summer has drawn to a close, um, let's talk about the movies that we really enjoyed this summer. Uh, what what's your pick of the summer movie, movie of the summer? Oh man, uh, let's think here. What came out this summer? Did uh, did Captain America come out this summer? I'll, I'll, I'll count Captain America and Batman vs Superman, even though they came out in March uh, and May respectively. I, I'd still count both of those movies as summer movies. I'll probably go with Captain America. I, I didn't watch too many movies this summer, so it's hard for me to vote. Um, I did watch Batman vs Superman. Love Batman vs Superman. Uh, I don't know why so many people are so critical. Um, I can see certain flaws, but you know. Um, I will say this: uh, I'm a huge Superman fan, and um, to anybody who hasn't seen the Ultimate Edition of Batman vs Superman, go out and see the Ultimate Edition. Mm-hmm. It adds 30 minutes. It completes certain storyline elements that were dropped from the theatrical release because at the time they were like, mm, I don't think a rated R movie will do well. 
a, a superhero movie that's rated R will do well in the theaters. Little did they know, a certain movie starring uh, some indie actor named Ryan Reynolds. Uh, I think it's Ryan Reynolds. Oh yeah, that that yeah. guy. And uh, and he 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 did this little independent uh, feature on a modest budget called Deadpool. Mm-hmm. And um, the movie made like. A gazillion dollars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it blew away every rated R movie um, before it, and it proved that superheroes can make good rated R movies if you make the movie true to the source material, which I feel that if you watch the ultimate edition of Batman vs. Superman, you will see the extra footage adds certain storyline elements. I mean, the flaws of Batman vs. Superman are still there. There's still certain flaws that even the extra 30 minutes aren't going aren't gonna to solve. But it adds a clearer picture of where they were trying to go with the story. You know, um, and I, spoilers, because, you know, if you haven't seen Batman vs. Superman right by now, then, you know, shame on you. Or Superman shouldn't have died in Batman vs. Superman. I feel like they, they did a little too much adding... Um, Doomsday. I think that Doomsday could have been saved for a later for Justice League and Steppenwolf who was in Batman vs. Superman could have been the person that they fought with and um, you know that's the way they should have went with it. Yeah. Just my two cents. Ben Affleck was fantastic as Batman. Jeremy Irons was fantastic as, as uh, Alfred. I think that ba- uh, Ben Affleck has completely and utterly made up for Daredevil. Yeah. I, I think we can forgive him for Daredevil now. Wake me up. You know, uh, yeah. shout out to Evan Essence. Yeah, that's the best part of the whole movie, man. That and watching uh, watching Ben Affleck go, hey, can you pass me the honey? What, are yeah. you blind? Yes. Yeah, that, that, was, that, was, pretty, that was pretty bad. Um, and, I mean, Daredevil has gotten his... Redemption as a character as well, exactly. Know, thanks to Charlie Cox and the good fine people over at Netflix. Um, yeah. So um, to to bounce back to the movies, uh, other than those two, I watched Suicide Squad, which was pretty good in its own right. It was pretty good. Yeah. I I'd say you know a rentable. I, I'd say I'd get it from a red box. I don't know if I'd buy I, it. I I love Jared Leto. Couldn't stand his Joker though. Uh, same. Same. And love then, Jared uh, Leto. And Couldn't then, stand um, his Joker. What's the other one? Sausage Party. <laughs> I love Sausage Sausage Party is the most awkward movie that you will ever see in your entire life. You watch Sausage Party and you leave the theater going, "What the hell did I just watch?" Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, I, I thought. I, in my opinion, I thought it was very well done. Oh, I, it was incredibly well done. I thought it was. You know, I mean, if you're looking for a James Franco movie uh, with Seth Rogen in it I mean well James Franco is barely in the movie though. No, but I mean like you know the James Franco Seth Rogen style yeah that they always if, have. You're, if you're looking for that that style you definitely want to check out you should just check out Sausage Party period because the last five minutes of that movie is something that I, I, I'm not going to spoil it yeah. I, I won't spoil this yeah. one like because I could try to explain it but it still wouldn't do it justice. Like, yeah. there's just something that happens in the last five minutes of that movie that you will leave the theater going, the, did I just see? Like, yeah. you, you, you're going to be, like, you're sitting there scratching your head for a good five minutes going, what just happened? It's great. It's great. It, um, our other co-host who isn't here today, 
but uh, her name is Monique, and you'll meet her hopefully in, that, in one of our episodes coming up real soon. She took her mom to go see it. Great. I was like, that's going to be such an awkward car ride home. And she just was like, um, she went to the bathroom before that scene started and never came back. <laughs> I was like, then that's good for her. And for you, probably, because that's... Movie to go see with your parents? I don't think so. I think I'd pass on that one to go see with my parents. I think it just depends, you know. My mom and, my mom and I joke about stuff like that all the time. So well, I mean, Okay, but your mom's an exception to the rule, because your mom sounds like she's, like, the coolest person ever. Yeah. Yeah, we... That's, that's just my family, though. I think, though, if you're a basic, you know... If, you're, if you have basic mom, basic dad, definitely want to watch a basic mom, basic dad. Yeah, but if you got cool mom, cool dad... Definitely go see that with them. Exactly. Uh, let's see. What, let's talk about some stuff that's been in the news also this week. Uh, uh, Apple had a little conference, a uh, little thing happen this week. Uh, yeah, they're dropping a new phone, and uh, everyone hates it. Yes, <laughs> because apparently to make a phone better, you have to make it worse. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, one of, one of my favorite tweets that I saw was, oh, the people excited for this new iPhone are like people who get excited to see that your new car has a CD player in it. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, damn. I'm an Apple fanboy. I've, I've had every last iteration of the iPhone from, uh, the four on. And, uh, damn. I mean, to take away the auxiliary port or the headphone jack. Why? Like, yeah. did like was it was it was it such a cumbersome thing to design that? Now I'm thinking maybe they did it because they want to. It was a part of the way to make it, you know, water resistant. You know, by taking away that little hole. But then I was like, wait a minute. Other phones have that. <laughs> yeah, I got I got the S7 Edge, and it's got it's got quite a few of those, and. It's it's waterproof so or water resistant one of the two, so they added two cameras, but I think the most positive news to come out of the Apple announcement had nothing to do with the iPhone. Yeah, had to do with a little guy in blue overalls and a red hat. He's my friend. He's your friend. He is Mario. Tell me about it, man. Mario is coming to the iOS, ladies and gentlemen. If you did not know, now you know. He is only coming to the iOS in, run, uh, in Super Mario Run, which is a game similar to the uh, Sonic Dash and uh, what is that other one game that you run, uh, Temple Run, you know, similar to that style, but with Mario. And Mario is going to jump and collect coins and you can compete with your friends and see who can, you know, finish these levels with better style, collect the coins, and you can even design a a level. So it's got a little bit of Super Mario Maker elements added into it, which is always nice. Um, Android fan, how do you feel about that? It's not coming to Android. Uh, You know, I'm, I'm... Sort of indifferent about it. I've never, myself, as um, an Android person, I've never been a huge mobile gamer, as it is. Uh, I've always been a console gamer. Uh, and, you know, so I, I, I don't usually find myself playing games on my phone. 
The only game that I've really played on my phone is a game called Monster Strike, uh, and that's because all my friends got into it, and it was free, and we all played every night together. Pokemon and Go. No, no, I was going to bring that up. Too. I was going to say, no, I know but I've like, seen uh, you play a Pokemon That's a game Go. that we would play, that we could play online together. Um, I could be at school, the other three could be at work, but we could still all play together. Right. But, and, and then of course, Pokemon Go, because it took over... You know, it took, I mean, we were looking forward to it from the Super Bowl commercial. Right. But, you know, it took the world by storm. And it has fallen off. Oh, yeah. Off. Because, and I think it's because at a, after a certain point, you can only do so much. And now it's like, okay, what can we do to improve this gameplay? Well, you need to add the trading. You need to add the battles between trainers. Right. I want to be able to add, battle you. I want to be like, hey, is my is my Pikachu better than your Pikachu? You know? Right, naturally. Um. You know, I don't want to have to just go find a gym and battle those incredibly powerful Pokemon. There's no fun in that. Yeah. You know, because the gyms now are so overloaded with, like, just insanely powerful Pokemon that you're like, okay, I'm dead with one shot. You know? That's, yeah. It's not fun. I want to be able to battle my, my friends and stuff like that. You exactly. Know, make it more worth my while. Yeah. And especially if, you know, I mean, like, if someone were to start it now, let's just say, you know, I have plenty of friends who are just now getting their first smartphone, right? Right. And so they're just getting into the game. I mean, you're kind of screwed from the get-go. I mean, luckily, I've played from the first day. As so I'm I'm at, like, I think I'm level 27, so I can hold my I'm not own. even level 20 yet. No, <laughs> I'm still, like, like sliding around at level 17, but, you It's know, all right, man. You'll, you'll catch up. I'll catch up. You know, uh, you know I'm just like, eh. I'm like, getting I forget there. I have it sometimes. I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot I had Pokemon. I think I need... I think I, I said I need like twenty more Pokemon, and I got the, I got them all. So, I'm getting there. Just need to finish it off. Once a show off, always a show oh, off. Oh, dude, yeah, Dolph Ziggler, man. Even though I'm gonna lose, I'm gonna show off. And uh, let's see what else. Um, one thing about Pulse Podcast, things that we're planning to do is we're planning to bring you all the cool stuff that you can't get access to on a regular basis. We're going to try to get out to CES in January. We're going to go to Comic-Con. I think what we're going to do at Comic-Con is AJ and I, we're going to both dress up for Comic-Con. Oh, yeah. And we're going to go through and just, like, live the Comic-Con experience and see how that turns out. Yeah, man. Um, Let's see here. We're going to... Another thing that we're doing is AJ is running our... He is the president of our production company which is evolution entertainment and our first project is going to be a nice documentary you want to tell the folks about our documentary yeah so we're planning on doing an awesome documentary on well you can't see it because it's not the uh, visual podcast here but sergio and i are both wearing raider nation gear right now yes yes we are um and that's actually what we want to do we want to do a whole documentary on the raider nation i mean it's just such a, you know, I mean, like, all fans are, you know, great for whatever reason, but Raider Nation is really something special. So, yes. Sergio and I wanted to definitely dive into Raider Nation and take a look at, you know, why we're such a well-known fan base. I yes. mean, we're either loved or we're hated. There's really no middle ground exactly. when it comes to Raider Nation. We, you either love us or you hate us. And we're going to be doing some stuff. Where we haven't decided whether we're going to do Kickstarter or GoFundMe to support this, but whichever one we choose, we're going to have um, 
I mean, I think we might go Kickstarter because it's a more popular one. But uh, when we do choose, like, we're going to have some pretty cool incentives for those of you that want to help with paying us to do this documentary. Um, you know, you could be a part of it. doesn't matter if you're a Raider fan or not. You want to come and you want to pay your money and absolutely just, you know, forgive the language here. You want to just shit all over the Raiders. If you've paid your money and you've paid that much money to do it, we're going to let you do it. And it will make the camera. Well, like, it will make it will make it onto the film. And um, But that's going to be like a, probably like a $500 to $1,000 uh, donation. Right, right. Yeah, I... It's it's definitely something that uh, I'm looking forward to. Absolutely, and we're gonna be we're gonna be filming this probably over what the, I want to say over the next year or at least yeah something like that. You know, um, we need to go out to like like we're gonna have to sacrifice at least one home game where AJ and I are just gonna go out to Oakland early and we're gonna just film the fans. We're gonna talk to some of the fans and we're just gonna grab footage of fans in Oakland because. They may not be in Oakland next year. So, right. you know, we definitely want to get fans from Oakland to talk about them. Um, and then uh, if you'd like to participate with, uh, you know, having AJRI, again, we, we, bring to, we bring many years of, of broadcasting experience and knowledge, you know, with what we know and to our podcast. So if you'd like for us to help you launch your podcast, we can absolutely, we can absolutely do that. Um, AJ is going to be setting up the Facebook page for Evolution Entertainment in the next week or so, hopefully. You can shoot us an email there. We'll, um, we'll have an email for it as well. And just shoot us an email. Tell us what you're looking into. And uh, if we like everything, we'll, we'll reach out to you. We'll talk to you and we'll set terms and take care of it for you and help you out and get you going and uh if you want to help film the documentary and you have you know the skills to do so again reach out to us and you know if we can use you we'll happily you know use you and let you join the team um what other things do you want to let the good fine folks out there know about well i think let's let's switch it up real quick okay what are you watching right now Ooh, what am i watching um there's not much on on TV yet. Uh, I know we're gonna next week. We're gonna get together and we're gonna do our our official um, uh, fall TV preview mm-hmm. in next week's episode. Um, but let's see here. You know, I, I'm gonna be honest. I, I've been binge watching Sons of Anarchy again. I, mm. I hadn't. I haven't watched. A single episode since the finale happened back in 2013. Right, right. In December of 2013, uh, or 2014, whichever mm-hmm. one it was, and of 2014, I believe it was. And uh, I, I love, I love that show so much. It's probably, it probably ranks as my favorite show of all time. Uh, but TV shows that I'm watching live right now, I'm watching Ballers okay. on HBO. Have you seen Ballers? No, yet? I oh, you have to see Ballers. Uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson is the executive producer and the star of yes, this. Yes, right. And it's basically about, uh, and it's got a lot of nods to the football and stuff like that. I think you would absolutely love this show. You need to go check it out. If you don't have HBO Go, you need to go get your HBO Go on. Or if you have HBO, watch it. Because they're already in season two, so you've already missed out on a whole season of awesomeness. 
So you need to check out Ballers. Um, I think we're going to put that on AJ's great shows he hasn't seen yet, especially given, <laughs> you know, the man is a sports guy, and he hasn't seen Ballers yet. That that kind of blows my mind a little bit. You know, it's because it's I'm always nonstop watching sports. That's my, my problem is uh, it's hard for me to get into TV because I'm super just like sports is like – the only thing that runs on my TV. Okay, well, Sports and WWE is, like, constantly running. Do you I've have only, HBO? Uh, I think so, yeah. All right, so you have HBO. So this is what you're going to do tonight, man. You're going to go home tonight. It's a 30-minute episode. Each episode is 30 minutes long. Mm-hmm. You're going to go watch episode one, season one, episode one of Ballers. And then you're going to most likely text me or call me later. And you're going to be like, oh, my God. Surge, I cannot believe how good this show is. Like, I am hooked. And by the time we get here next week to record, you're going to probably have already caught up. And you're going to be like, I-, I can't wait for the next episode. Hopefully, yeah. It is so good. And yeah. he has real-life NFL stars show up on this show. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. He's the and, rock. And um, and uh, you know, there's, there's some fine girls on this show. <laughs> you know. You, you can't see it right now, ladies, but I, I got I got my dimple out, and I'm like, yeah, no, there's some fine girls on that <laughs> show, uh, and they naked. That show is TVMA. So uh, uh, let's see here. Uh, what else am I watching? I'm watching uh, uh, American Ninja Warrior. I'm oh, watching yeah. uh, America's Got Talent. Okay. Uh, first of all, America's Got Talent. I want to give a shout out to a, a young lady that's on that show. I'm sure she's never going to hear this shout out, but I'm going to give it to her anyway. Uh, her name is Sophie Dossie. She is 14 years old. She's a contortionist and an acrobat. Right. This girl is just insane, legit with her skills. Like she can do. I'm like, I was just like, look. When I was 14 years old, I could do that too if you know I had talent, dedication, <laughs> and the ability to say no to tacos. You know, it's yeah. like this girl is amazing. Like, like the what she can do with her body is just mind blowing. I'm going to show you the video after we're done here, and you're going to just be like, "What? Like this girl is she's savage?" And uh, so yes, shouts out to Sophie Dossi. She's my vote to to win it. You know, either her or. Um, Grace, uh, she's a singer. She's off the chain, too. Uh, what else am I watching? I'm watching... Um, somebody's told me about Mr. Robot. I have not seen Mr. Robot yet. I hear it's really good. Uh, you know, So I'm going to have to check out Mr. Robot. I think we're both going to have to check out Mr. Robot and see what we think. Um, because given our podcast, I think we should probably be watching that show. Um, I hear you know, um, Stranger Things is good, too, or something yeah, like that? I hear a lot about Stranger Things. I haven't seen Stranger Things yet, and uh, I, I, I want to. Have you checked out The Get Down? No, I have not. Get Down is pretty good. What's uh, that on? It's um, it's on Netflix. Okay. Uh, and it's it's like about this uh, disco star, or he's, he's a kid, and he's he grows up loving disco and he wants to be a disco guy okay uh, but he gets into hip hop and rap and he starts to get into it but they live in the Bronx you know and so okay. it's about you know growing up in a tough place you know murder and gangs and you know stuff okay. like that okay. drugs um, you know getting into like um, you know trying to become a singer and then your agent is like a huge you know druggie you know I, it's it's all about the 
the kind of growing up process of living in the Bronx and just the realities of you know these kinds of things. So I I've watched the first six episodes, five or six episodes, and I like it a lot. I think it's a really good show. Okay, I'm um, gonna definitely have to check that out. Um, yeah. Let's see what else is. Up. Oh man. Hulu had a show early, not too long ago and, and that, that came out, and I loved it. It was uh, 112263. I don't think I even heard of that. Oh, my gosh. It's, it's based off of Stephen King's novel uh, by the same name. It stars James Franco. Okay. And, uh, we, you, know, you know, whenever it's James, somebody says James Franco, you're like, um, am I going to get the good James Franco or am I going to get the high James Franco? You get the good James Franco in this one. You know, I think I've seen the trailer. Um, one. It's yeah. basically about a man who goes back in time. Then mm. there's like a portal mm. that can take you back to a certain day. And he's tasked with stopping the Kennedy assassination. Ooh. And some things happen. It's great cast, but I don't, I don't want to ruin what happens. But, right. you know, think back to the future. Yeah, you know, you're gonna have a. There's a definite Back to the Future moment there. Cool, and uh, definitely check that out. That's on Hulu. That's a, that's exclusive to Hulu. Um, let's see here. What else is really good? Uh, it's the day after my birthday, eleven twenty-two. Okay. Eleven twenty-one. Okay, I see you, Scorpio. <laughs> uh, let's see here. What else is good on TV? Um, I am. I'm not gonna lie. I am. You know, and I know we're gonna save this to go in depth next week. But I am really, really looking forward to seeing what DC is gonna do with their television universe now, because they have. They are doing with TV what Marvel's done with movies, and and with Arrow, Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, and now Supergirl. Right. Like, I mean, they're they're creating this world here that's gonna be that's awesome. It's mm-hmm. absolutely awesome, and I'm excited about it. Um, and even their non-connected shows, they've got some good ones on the horizon. Like they've got one that's coming out to NBC called Powerless, which is about uh, some. Um, it takes place in the DC universe, but they're insurance agents that are tasked with you know helping people when the the damages happen in these cities and. Somebody has to, you know, be the insurance brokers for these guys. Right. So, you know, the, I, I think in one of the, the previews, it's like, you know, I don't know if we're going to cover Wonder Woman because technically she's a demigod and, you know, that's an act of God. So, yeah. I mean, it, it's going to start Vanessa Hutchins and... and um, oh, Vanessa Hutchins. Yeah, Vanessa Hutchins. I love her. And uh, it looks pretty good. That was me drinking my Starbucks, ladies and gentlemen. Um Let's see here. What else is good? Um, <sighs> let's see here. What else is good? Uh, Norco is really good. That's, oh, that's my parents are watching that. That's, that's mm-hmm. pretty good. Um, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. If you have not seen Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. I've not even Kimmy. heard of that. Oh, my goodness. Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. First of all, the theme song to that song, I mean, to that show, will get stuck in your head. And, it, and not in a bad way. Like, like. In a good way, and, yeah. uh, but it's hands. It's one of the funniest shows that I've seen. Uh, I definitely recommend it to you to give it a shot. It's also on Netflix. It's a Netflix original. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an Emmy Award winner too. You right. know, but it, it's basically the premise is it was about these girls that were trapped in a uh, bunker for like ten years right. or something like that, and uh, and it stars Ellie Kemper. And uh, 
and then the guy who trapped him is played by John Hamm. Okay. <laughs> but it's but he's only a guest star on the show. But Ellie Kemper is absolutely phenomenal on, on this show, and uh, I definitely recommend it for anybody who hasn't seen it and wants a, a good laugh. Uh, what else am I watching? New Girl. I love New Girl. Um, um, but I, I need a show to to watch that I have not seen. So, so you are my, you are our our uh, resident anime guru. Uh, I guess so. Yeah, I was just at an anime convention this last weekend. So um, I, I have not watched much anime in my life. I mean, at least not the kind that didn't involve tentacles. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's the, I'm just that's gonna, the best I'm kind. Just gonna, I'm just going to sheepishly back away <laughs> now. Um, so, um, what would you recommend as a good starter anime? Um, for, you know, for someone that's just starting, I actually, uh, I just took my friend through a couple because he's not a, not a huge anime fan, but he wanted to be a part of the club because all my friends are into it. So, um, a good one that I'd recommend, especially for you since you like Superman, I'd yes. recommend uh, One Punch Man. It's, uh, I've heard of One Punch Man, but like, I, and, and everyone like compares them to Superman. Like they say, you know, uh, you know that that would be a good fight. Yes, One Punch Man and Superman. It would be an excellent fight. Uh, he's he's uh, uh, he's basically uh, like Superman. Um, he has super strength, and he's uh, he's not able to fly, but he's trained himself to jump so far that it's like he can fly, essentially. Um, but basically, he is uh, a superhero that's gotten so strong that he can end every fight in one punch. Therefore, the name is One Punch Man. And so, because of this, he has, like, a very bland personality. And he's super, he's always bored. Like, whenever he goes to fight, they're like, Oh, who are you? And he's like, uh, I'm just a guy that's a superhero for fun. And then, he, you know, they always go out and they beef up and they look like they're going to beat him up because they have these crazy powers and then he just puts out like one left hook and he's always like left hook and then it ends you know and it's it's hilarious it's it's a great mixture of funny and great action sequences you know and then you get to meet a bunch of other people he tries to um become a big time superhero but like i said he's very unnoticed because he's very boring and bland so it's a really good show i definitely recommend that um and another one i'd recommend is called attack on titan Okay, so I think I've heard of that one as well, but I have again. Uh, these are all shows that I've probably heard about because I'm big into comic books, right? And um, but I haven't seen, so I'm gonna have to check out one of the or both of those. Yeah, here I'll show you three. Attack on Titan. It's about humans. Um, humans are pushed to the brink. They actually have to wall themselves in because these titans, which are basically these giant, just human bodies, they want to. They, they're killing all the humans, and they're gigantic. They can go from, like, the size of this building to, like, the size of, like, the Great Wall of China. They're humongous. And so, um, and it's about humanity's struggle to survive and eventually fight back. And that's, it's a really good series. Very, uh, it'll take you on an emotional roller coaster. Okay. And then uh, the third series is called Sword Art Online. Another very basic anime. Um, it's about this video game called Sword Art Online. And, you know, it's your basic, you know, MMO, uh, or not MMO, but yeah, MMORPG, and you, you know, you play as whoever you want, you get to make your character, but the huge catch is 
all of a sudden the creator of the game made it so you can't leave the game and you have the head you have headgear on your head and right. it's connected to your brain so it's oh, vr you know damn. but it's connected to your brain and if anyone unplugs it you die matrix and status exactly huh? and if you die just like the matrix if you die in the game you die, you in die real for life. real so okay. and then the only way to get out of the game is to beat the game and the game is hard so okay very that's a, another very um very basic way to introduce yourself into the anime world. Right now I'm watching the show called Clanad. Super, uh, it's what we call slice of life in the anime world, which is just, you know, just a normal everyday story. Um, but it appears that it's about this guy who's falling in love with this girl and he's gonna, she's gonna change his life somehow. Really like it so far, it's really funny. And I can tell that there's gonna be some sort of sad thing that happens because that's a that's always what happens in these, you know, these everyday life ones. So that's what I'm watching right now. That and, like I mentioned earlier, the get down, but right. it's not anime. Right. Okay. Well, we're going to wrap this up. Before I go, though, before we go, rather, um, one of the things that I'd like to do is, is shout out to an app that I really like. And, uh, you know, and since Ricky also is not here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to proxy his, his app uh one he'd sent in and he said that his favorite app right now is called something called grinder i don't know what that is i don't <laughs> i don't i have no idea what it is but ricky said i love using grinder it's my favorite app uh i highly recommend it so okay so ricky borba <laughs> said that grinder is his favorite app again i don't know what that is but he says it's his favorite app um <laughs> my favorite app is uh right now i want to say I'm really, I'm really digging the, uh, which one am I liking here? Pull out my phone here. Um, I really like the Adam. Uh, well, Adam isn't really useful here in the Bay Area so much, but if you're in an area where Adam works really well, Adam is a, is a movie app similar to Fandango. And usually your first movie is free on there. Any movie you want to watch. doesn't matter what type it is. Like wow. it could be an IMAX 3D movie and it's usually free. Not free the first time. And you just, and you can invite your friends with it. Like you can be like, hey, I'm going to see this movie. You want to come? And you can just send the link in and, and people can come and join you for the movie. It's pretty cool. I think it's going to be a nice app that'll catch on really big here. What about you, AJ? What app do you, would you like to recommend to the people? Uh, well, I am a huge K-pop fan, and there's this app called V Live that I've been using uh, very religiously for the past two weeks. And basically, uh, you can find your favorite K-pop star on there, um, and you subscribe to their channel, and it's basically them live streaming. And depending on you know the artist or whatever, I mean, you know, some people live stream every day, some people live stream every now and then. Um, but uh, my favorite group right now is a group called Twice, and it's a girl group consisting of nine members. So that's nine opportunities for them to use the app and to live stream to us. They talk to you and whatever. There's a whole chat room, and right. they read the chats, and you know they do a lot of requests like, "Hey, can you wink at me?" or "Hey, can you say hi to Australia?" <laughs> Did you just say, "Can you wink at me?" Hey, no. man, don't don't hate, man. <laughs> no, Diane's hella cute. But anyway, so Shelby. You, Shelby, okay. Um. She has the same thing. But anyway, <laughs> you put, you put um, 
you know, it, it's it's a really cool app because I mean, like, you know, it, anytime they live stream, it's it's usually late at night for anyone in America. But you know, if you get to catch their live stream, it's really cool because it's basically a way to talk to them or or meet them, see what they're up to. I mean, like for example, I think it was two nights ago they streamed and they were wearing outfits for their new music video. So it was cool because you know, like. The music video is probably not set to come out for months from now, but we know what the outfits look like or what right. their hair looks like, and you know they get to give us like little subtle details, you know, which is nice to get little previews. So V Live, I like it a lot. Okay, and with that being said, we're going to sign off for right now because it is time for us to go and enjoy Backlash, and uh, this will now be a weekly podcast. Uh, hopefully, to move it up to you know, bi-weekly to even daily at some point. We just got to figure out how we're going to pay for that. Exactly. Um, but, you know, as of now, it is definitely a weekly podcast. So, you know, we'll be back next week with a whole new episode, but the whole new slew of things to talk about. And, uh, you know, send us a, send us messages. Uh, you can find us at Pulse Podcast on, at Twitter, at Pulse Podcast. You can find us, um, you know, and tweet us and let us know, hey, uh, talk about this or talk about that you know uh, we will talk about old shows new shows you know um, something that we have seen not seen you know we're going to talk about it all we want to make something that you guys the listeners can enjoy listening to we want to find something that that's going to strike to you and you know make you guys excited to join us on these podcasts and to enjoy us for an hour to an hour and a half to two hours you know a week and um we look forward to doing a lot in the coming future as, as it pertains to entertainment, pop culture, and everything else. What else? Would, anything you want to add? Uh, congratulations to the Raiders. Yes, Raider Nation. Um, hopefully, the, hopefully the Niners, you know, have some luck. <laughs> That's for the uh, visual podcast. Sergio just rolled his eyes. Oh, no, I didn't, I didn't roll my eyes. I just, you know, at least they don't have uh, Ron Jeremy as their coach anymore. So, because, um, <laughs> come on, man, dude looked like Ron Jeremy. <laughs> so, uh, that's it for episode one of Pulse Podcast. I am Sergio. I'm AJ. And we'll catch you on the flip. <laughs>